I got one for you, David. All right, you're taken to a mysterious island by this powerful warlock who presents you to a hundred beautiful women, okay? He says, you may have as many of these women to do with as you please, but one of them carries an infection that will kill you in 24 hours. And now, these are 100 of the most gorgeous women you've ever seen. What do you do? Huh. I don't know, Keith. Do they all look the same? <laughs> do they all look the... Does it matter? Well, it goes to motive. Alright, look. If a powerful warlock presents me 100 clones, and they're all standing in a line at attention, then, yeah, it's, it's purely luck of the draw. But if he's picked 100 differently gorgeous women, or women who are identical except for their expressions and body language, I'd have to assume the warlock is out to trick me and knows I'll pick a certain type. Oh, you play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons, don't you? Well, yeah, but I don't see what that has to do with anything. I do all of them. <laughs> see, that's the D personality Jenny Joe was talking about. Crances all take charge about things. Think about it. Keith said that it would take 24 hours for the bug to kill you, right? So why not go out with a bang? Or a hundred bangs? I'd just ask the warlock to conjure up some Gatorade and Viagra. Maybe some baby oil. Yeah, man. How about you, Jebediah? Don't include me on this. Oh, come on now, man. We're all part of the same team. We got nothing else to do up here. Except look at the rotters down on the ground. Yeah, come on, Jebbers. Show us yeah, what you got. Yeah, come on. I'd grab the warlock by the throat and make him tell me which of his whores was infected. Then I'd close my fist so he couldn't do any of his hocus-pocus afterwards. <clears throat> um, yeah. <clears throat> All right then, Jeb. <laughs> now that, gentlemen, is a D-personality. Good evening, constables. Beautiful night, isn't it? Hey, Jack. Two things I wanted to mention. First... This is Constable Harris. Out of the refugees downstairs, we found this strapping young man looking for something to pass the time before our airlift. Hey, guys. Harris is a former bouncer and security officer. Harris, please meet our rooftop watch, David and Keith, who are regular security officers for the store. Constable Cranst and Constable Jebediah were among the people who took refuge here and offered to help keep the other refugees safe and orderly. Hey man, welcome. Pull up a paint bucket and join us. There are four walls. Why are the four of you only watching one? Well, once we figured out they can't climb or use tools, we thought we'd keep a watch on the road leading up from Main Street. Good observation, but we got refugees out there who might try to gain access on the far side. It's what I'd do if I were desperate to get my family out of the scary darkness. Yeah, we got that covered. Constable James is over there, somewhere on the other side of the solar collector, hiding like a ninja. Oh, I see. So, one thing I wanted to ask, what's with the whole constable thing? I'm just Harris, you know? We call our security people constables because they are like the neighborhood watchmen or beat cops. They make sure all the uh, secure doors are secure, watch for shoplifting, and keep an eye on things. In this emergency, with all the uh, 
the walking corpses yes them walking about it is important more than before that we keep watch over our customers customers jack you're still thinking like it's the mid-spring super sale down there this is hurricane zombie the cat five shitstorm any word on the airlift out of here the longer we wait the more this place will start looking like the superdome that's the other thing i wanted to mention this is considered security only tomorrow afternoon we'll be shutting down what there are camps outside up in the hills made up of the people we turned away at sundown when they come back they'll have to clear all the things from the steel shutters before we open them here's the thing we can accept another 50 people but afterward, we will be shutting down until the airlift. Jack, I may have missed a meeting, but last I heard, there were 300 people camping in the hills out there expecting to get inside. Probably more by tomorrow. So? It's getting crowded down in there. But the army will lift us out of here, right? David, we have no idea how many helicopters they'll be sending. We have no idea how many people they'll take. The more people inside here, the harder your job will be when- Wait a minute. You mean you think they ain't gonna take everybody? Listen, listen. We need to focus. In the morning, Constables James and Frank will open the shutters and hand out tickets to the first 50 people at the south entrance. This will only happen once the things are cleared away. We've learned that many of these people are armed. This will help clear the things, but will pose a threat to us when we cut off the line. I don't get it. Why don't we just keep the door shut then? We're asking for trouble if we do this. Well, it isn't your choice to make, is it, Constable? Tomorrow morning, we'll be handing out weapons, rifles, and handguns to use as necessary. Whoa! I can't believe the army, our army, would leave people behind. I can't believe we're going to lock people out. There's kids out there. And old people, sick people. I don't care. I stepped up to help out, so I'm getting out of here. I don't the care. The whirly birds ain't gonna save everybody. They're gonna pick the people they want. Doctors, soldiers, brainiacs. Ain't that right, Jack? The army had you do a manifest of everybody in the site. That's need to know, Jebediah. I don't know how you came to know it. <laughs> Jack, I was bluffing, but thanks for the confirmation. See, Davy boy, that's how your army works. <laughs> Every day we wait, more people are going to show up. The radio keeps saying this is a safe house. If we lock them out, they'll be stuck out there. I can see most of them camping for a few nights, maybe, but you saw those people out there. They won't survive very long without help. They're gonna keep showing up even after the airlift. The emergency alert is a fucking recording and ain't been changed in a week. Okay, people, that's enough. Worst case, if the people inside this warehouse think there's some kind of lottery or they might be left behind, they'll riot. And guess who's gonna have to start putting down friends and neighbors? Us! So my advice is to keep it cool, keep it friendly, 
And shut the hell up until the chopper or choppers get here. Well said, Constable Harris. So, tomorrow, Constable Frank will lead the inspection and admission process. You all know the drill. Any sign of infection means no admission. Jenny, Joe, and Ruby will help inspect the women and children for bites or signs they're sick. Everyone will inspect for contraband, so I want everyone to look sharp and remember the HG World 4 S's of service. Smiles, selection, safety, and speed. You betcha, Jack. In the morning, about 0600, you'll all report to me or Frank. Uh, Constable Frank. So I suggest you all get some sleep. Hey, whoa, uh, no offense there, uh, big guy, but you're the new guy. Why are you suddenly in charge? Work experience. You may not be aware, but Mr. Harris has... My boy hasn't stopped crying for the three days we've been on the road. My wife is so stressed she hasn't slept since Charlotte. She's gnawed her nails to the skin, and frankly, the only reason I'm not down there with him is because I want to make sure we all get through tomorrow alive. So if any of you want to get up off your paint buckets and come up with a better plan... I'll head back downstairs. Wow, man. I'm sorry I spoke. Look, I'm a prepare for the worst, hope for the best kind of guy. And I'm sure you're all aware of the potential for violence and bloodshed tomorrow. So we have to keep it calm. Keep it orderly. David, you got a face that at least looks like I can trust you. And that's what the people need to see tomorrow. So you're on the admissions team. I'll need you downstairs in the morning. Keith, I'll need you downstairs on inspections. Krantz, I understand you're a good shot. I used to bullseye womp rats in my T-16 back home. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. But I assume it means you're a good shot. So stay up here with Jebediah. Hey, if I get a rifle, I'm good. I'll be up here monitoring the crowd. And the constables. And keeping in contact with admissions. If it looks like things could get ugly, we'll drop the shutters. Once they're down tomorrow... I understand they will not come up again until this is all over, so we need to keep it under control. Well, it was nice meeting you guys. I'll see you when the cock crows. Ooh, I must be tired. I didn't go for the obvious joke. Great. I'm up here on watch tonight, and I get the morning shift. Stop whining. Hey, Keith. Why'd you tell him James was up here? You know he left an hour ago. If I didn't, one of us would have to take a walk around the roof. So? You scared? Nope. Just lazy. Hey, there's refugees out there with grappling hooks or... I don't know, jetpacks to get up here. I say give them a handshake and they can take my watch tomorrow. And if those things down there can climb the walls or the tall fence, I think we're screwed anyway. <laughs> Bunch of heroes you all are. I'm sure I'll feel bad about that after I get a good night's sleep tonight. <laughs> Dick. Ooh, hey, here's one, here's one. All right. It's a variation on the last question. What if it was the same island, same warlock, but all the women were dressed like different superheroines? Which one would you do? Didn't we just go over this? It's a trap. Just assume it's not, okay? Pretend you don't know one is infected. I'm thinking of the one that is infected. You get to guess. Uh, well, I can't now, can I? It's gone from a matter of preference to a test of perceptions. All right, I can't take no more of this. I'm gonna go take a piss off the roof. Come on, David. It's a team-sharing exercise, like the ones Jenny Joe's been making us do. Fine. 
fine. Any superheroine? Yeah. Okay. Yakita Wagner. Who? <laughs> Kita Wagner from the Planetary Comics. I, I give up. Anybody got any booze? Center for Disease Control will continue to update you on this network. Tune in frequently for more information on how to protect yourselves and your loved ones from infection. El Centro de Control de Enfermedades divulga que la epidemia de P A I N continuará sin cambiar hasta nuevo aviso. Note por favor que los necroambulantes son altamente infecciosos y se deben evitar y destruir por cualquier medio necesario. Destruya el cerebro. Good morning, survivors. It's just a short leg over the border of midnight into an unknown tomorrow. I'm going to assume that if you are listening to my voice, you made it somewhere safe. Well, children, that's half the battle right there. You are at the top of Maslow's Pyramid. Or maybe it's the bottom. I forget. No, no, it's the bottom. <laughs> that doesn't sound as good, does it? Well, you know the old expression, I ain't got a pot to piss in? Well, that's a step below you. If you're safe, even for the moment, that's time enough to think. Calm down, assess, resupply if you can. You can do it. They got the numbers, but hey, we got the guns. Or the clubs, or the pitchforks, or the pipes, or the half-sticks, or what the hell ever. I always said that city folk don't have half the sense that God gave us farm folk, because we live off the land. I got nothing to do but feed you news from the outside, read, check the traps, and tell you that this too shall pass. Many of the great things we enjoy in this world are the result of people getting fed up with the way things were and made it into the way things are. You know? That don't sound too good either. I think I'm going to cut my losses tonight. Stay safe. Let's all get together when the light comes and I can think clearly again. When the rooster crows, I'll read the latest list of folks reported in an HG world. Here's hoping the names you're looking for are on it. This is Todd Rage saying, uh, saying goodnight. Morning, sleepyhead. What are you doing up here? No offense, it smells kind of funky down in the office, and I wasn't ready to go walking around outside alone. Still, I can see why you guys used to camp up here. It has a great view of the valley. Oh, you're a goddess. You made coffee. Yeah, take the pot. I can't drink it. Well, I'm glad you thought to raid Ike's fridge before we ran out of there. Poor Ike. He did everything but load up the truck for us. He had bags of stuff gathered up to get out of town. Ammo, guns, food. They got him on the neck, and that was it. And you can't thank Gray for bringing up that hot plate last summer. <sighs> Man, I didn't realize how tired I was. What time is it? About nine. Did you sleep at all? Not a wink. That black cloud down there. That's Wishwell burning, isn't it? 
I think so. Hicks? Yeah, Ron? I want to try and get to my folks' house today. Ugh, Ronnie. Todd Rage read a list of all the people at HG World this morning, and my folks aren't on it. How about mine? Uh Uh-uh. But I found another one of those two-way radios, and I thought maybe I could leave it at my house in case, you know... Yeah, I know. Did the helicopter ever come for the folks at HG World? Rage said there's no news. There was a disturbance there this morning. What kind of disturbance? Dunno. Rage was on CB with someone inside the warehouse when there was gunfire and they had to shut the gates. It's been quiet since then. Anything more from Gray? No. I kept that radio off. I don't need his shit. Some people just respond badly under stress. What? The look I'm giving you right now? Get to know it. It's the one that means you just said something incredibly stupid. Index it, Hicks. No, but I mean, before all this, his parents are dicks. He never gets to... Hicks? He left us to die. He left Caitlin to die. He... Look, I don't want to talk about it. I want to see how this is playing out down there. I'm seeing campfires up near HG World. I think there's people down there. You haven't seen any coming up the road? No. I did hear gunshots from up in those woods. I figure that's Joe and Dogberry out hunting. You know, I might be wrong, but I think that Dogberry might be a little sweet on you. Shut up, Hicks. I already feel nauseous. Stupid flashbags don't creep me out as much as Dogberry. Oh, come on. He's harmless. How are you feeling? I mean, on the whole. You were right about focusing on the situation. The more I know, the calmer I am. Let's head back to town and see. If it's bad, we'll pull back up here and figure out something else. Okay. Are you sure you're okay? You look a little pale. I think that's just the stress and the lack of sleep. What did you have to eat today? I made a turkey sandwich with the stuff in the cooler. Come to think of it, it was kind of rank, but I was so hungry at... Uh-oh. I don't think you're going anywhere, kiddo. Man, you're burning up. Guess two sandwiches was a bad idea. Ugh. I don't feel so good. Easy there. It's probably food poisoning. You think? Ugh. Hang on there. Let's get you to... Oh, over, over the side, over the side. Ah, uh, nice. Captain Grant, over here. What's our status? We've got one chieftain operational. The rest are scrap. The good news is we've got enough rolling metal to transport the men we do have left who are fit for duty. And the bad news is that we're traveling late, yeah? The bad news is we've got about 32 walking wounded and at least a dozen are hurt so bad they can't be moved. Worse, about 30 civilians showed up asking for protection. They've been looking for shelter since those planes leveled this town. Everyone's holed up back at the high school, but there's so much blood and gore that every eater within 50 miles is staggering toward us. Sir, I have no idea how we're going to get these boys and girls out of here. No chance of evac. No way, no how. Where's that idiot general who can't tell time or judge distance? I just got off the phone with him. He wanted me to express his sincere apologies. Did he? Well, that's lovely. We don't have the equipment or supplies to deal with this. We've got two medics and two civilian doctors we picked up on the road. The reality is that when these boys start to slip away, we're going to have a bigger problem on our hands. 
the civilian doctors are not going to like the PROACT protocol. Not a fan myself, Grant. We move them, they die. We leave them, they die. We kind of stop it. But if we do this in front of the men, we might have a revolt on our hands. Aye, the perils of command. And that's an excellent segue into the other bit of news I have. Congratulations on your promotion. Excuse me? UN Command in Quebec is consolidating in Montreal. You've been field bumped to general. I'm RAF, mate. You mean Air Marshal? I don't know what I mean. They just said that any stray blue bonnets are ordered to report to you as senior UN commander south of the 49th parallel. They refer to you as general. Sorry, I got a little sidetracked what was the decimation of our troops and all. Well, then, better put the kettle on, Mr. Grant. We're about to make some ugly choices. You do know I'm going to make him as a commander and no... General... Neil, I get it. I'm on board. Let's just fix this best we can. There's an airlift point north of here. That HE World Warehouse? Yeah. We can be there in a day. There are people, supplies. Reports say it's been secured and locked down. If we can make it there with the troops we have left, we'll be in a naturally defensible position and we can figure out how to best deal with this. The word is we need to get there soon before the local militias get there. If we run into them, they're likely not going to be happy to see our bright international faces. Fine. <sighs> Proact protocol is ordered. I want a meeting with the medics in 10 minutes at the hospital. I want everyone hitting the road with us to be ready in 20 minutes. And find me a fucking chaplain. Well, so here he is. Told you I'd find you. Hello, Hicks. Gray. Man, you look terrible. And a glorious day to you too, champ. How's the cow? Knock it off. What are you doing out here, man? I took a walk in the night air. Visited some old friends. Tried to put their fears to rest, you know? It's all so stressful right now. It don't have to be. You know my buddy Derek, right? Uh... This is the part where you go, what's wrong with you? And then there's this dim light bulb that goes on and you're all like, you're dead. And you're like, walking. Oh no, run away. Yeah, Columbo, we're dead. Sort of. Well, don't just stand there. Scream, yell, wet your pants. Something. What are you? I don't know, man. I should be dead, right? I should be brain dead like Derek here, but somehow I am still me. I have no bladder control, my shoulder and back aren't working right, and the longer I'm in this body, the less I feel part of it, you know? It's like I'm along for the ride, and whatever's taking over is letting me access certain parts of me. Come on, man. I can't carry this conversation all by myself. It's too much work. Why are you here? You planning on turning me into one of you? Oh, that was the plan. Believe me, I had it all worked out so that you'd be bleeding to death over here while Derek and I ripped up parts of Ronnie's fat ass in front of your eyes. It was going to be cool. You know. For us. Well, 
me. Why not? So, you're over there, and I have a rifle. And if Derek is gone, why isn't his corpse coming after because me? Because he's a toad. He's a follower. Even now he's looking for someone to tell him what to do. I think these things in me, whatever they are, they adapt to what we were. Whatever's in me is trying to learn from me, and since it's not making me rip your throat out, I'm guessing it's learning from you, too. When it's done learning, I'm thinking you and I are both in deep shit. <laughs> What's the joke, Meatsack? Sorry. Just... This is the most intelligent conversation we've ever had, and you had to be dead to have it. Yeah. That is funny. I guess. What happened to Caitlin? Oh. Well. Funny story. A truck of eaters ran me off the road, and Caitlin apparently had a brain in her head because it wound up all over the inside of my car. That stuff about her running away? Big lie. Sorry. She ended up a big smear inside my car after the eaters got done with her. I may wander back there to see if there's anything left when I'm done here. You think I can let you leave here? Sure. I let you live. You let me live. And you go killing other people for food. Oh, come on now. Look, I showed you I can curb my hunger. I mean, the way you're making me feel right now in my head, if I had any feeling below the waist of my own, I'd think you'd turn me gay. But here I am. I'm right here, keeping Derek from indulging his natural urges. I swear. So long as I'm in control of this, I won't try to eat you or that plump and juicy slop hog you're doinking. And let me tell you something, Hanks. The things I want to do to her badunkadunk? About as unnatural as what Derek here did with Hamish Werner's torso on the way over here. You're not helping your case, man. I'm not making a case, you jackhole. I'm telling you. This is how it is. I'm putting in a good word for you with the boss inside my head. You don't understand. I tried to eat bugs on the way here. I chewed on leaves and wood and experimented gnawing on a dead bird. Some things I just can't control, Hicks. It wanted to find you, so it pulled that knowledge out of my head, and we walked all night, branches catching up my clothes, tearing open my skin. I got thornbush sticking through my pants, man. It's nasty. I'm sorry, man. Can I talk to what's in there? Only through me, Hicks. You know what this is, man? You know, it's first contact. It's fucking first contact between species. It wants to know you. It wants to understand you. If it wants to understand that I'll pulp Derek's head, Derek, fine. wait. Derek, I command you to stop. Stop! Well, that was disappointing. I guess his hunger got the best of him. Yeah, well, there's more like him all over these woods. They are going to eat everyone. Maybe if they understand us better, I don't know. We can turn them loose on an old folks' home or a hospice. Maybe send them to eat third world countries and call the herd a little, huh? Ugh. Oh, man. What the hell is going on in your stomach? Intestinal parasites. They've been trying to jump ship ever since I died. <clears throat> Some came out of the old Jiminy Cricket. Others took the Hershey Expressway, and the rest are digging through my remains to get out. The virus, bug, whatever, is driving everything out. Listen, man, I am so cold. I have to force myself to blink. See? It takes effort, but it's raw. My sockets are dried up, and it's like I'm scraping sawdust over my eyeballs. I'm sorry, man. I really am. It hurts, man. It just hurts. 
There's blood coating my sinuses and throat. I want to cough it out, but I can't. Losing control over... <sighs> Feel everything. Hey. Hicks? Yeah, man? You want to shoot some paintballs? Sorry, man. Can't stay. Why not? I got a keg in the basement. Katie, Kate, and Derek will be back from Hank's with some badass mojo plan Tojo. We... We... I don't like the friends you hang out with, man. I just can't deal with their drama anymore, you know? Hicks? Buddy? Yeah, man? KILL ME! Okay, guys, I found him. John, what are you doing? I'm just playing around with some of the features on my editing program. Look, John, this is a podcast, not a TV show. Why don't you just keep it simple this time? I keep it simple. No, you don't. We had a perfectly good show with news, reviews, and a roundtable discussion, and you kept turning it into a circus. The alien attack for a season finale? The live episodes? The musical? I never got to do the musical. And you won't either. For the love of God, how many times do you want this show to jump the shark? But keep it simple. Simple. Yeah, man, don't mess around with what works. All right, All right. I wouldn't I have it any other way. way. Hopeless. Absolutely hopeless. <laughs> The Chronic Rift is a podcast based on the popular New York public access television show of the 90s. We deliver news, reviews, and interviews while discussing the latest in science fiction, fantasy, horror, and comic art. For bios, blogs, podcast archive, and general information, visit us on the web at chronicrift.com. The Chronic Rift is a Lucky Shot production. Holy crapinoli. I didn't think it'd be this bad. I'm going back to my helicopter. Dogberry, I need help moving in the supplies. Man, this is bad. The Eagle Hotel is on fire. That whole block is going to go up. The doctor's office, the barber shop. I'm going to try and get into Aggie's market before the fire gets there. Hope Augie doesn't mind us borrowing some of his stock. Most of the stuff I got from Ike was expired. We need milk, bread, cereal. Trail mix? Oh, pie for Ban's breakfast, Mr. Hicks. Look at them ears. They be rasmatized by the fire. That's not the only thing. Look across the square at the diner. They're sitting down at the counter. There's Sandy D wandering around behind the counter. It's like they're all trying to figure out what to do. Weird. Food. That has to be it. They're wandering around out there looking. But the one place they're congregating is the diner. There's nothing. 
nobody to eat, so they're going where they expect to be fed. Ooh! Incoming truck! No found main. Ouchies! I hope he has his accident forgiveness. Whoever they are jumped in line ahead of us at the market. Damn it! They got the diner's attention. The eaters are all heading over. Maybe we can try somewhere else. Come on, Hicks. Let's just try the pump and go. Those guys got guns bigger than me. I can see into the big bay windows. There's other people in there. Follow me. I have an idea. You. Pimples. Yeah. Take Hefty there and fill these cards with canned goods. Just calm down. Look, gentlemen. You can have anything you want. We've been stuck here since yesterday. We just want to get home to our families. Oh, you think you'll get through that mob out there? I ain't getting back on the road until the truck is loaded up. And you better hurry because it looks like either those things out there will get in or the fire up the block will. Fine. Then let me help. Let everyone else go. You aren't in charge here, old man. Do what we say and we'll drive you out of here. If you don't, we'll drive the truck out the hole we made in the wall and let every deadhead inside. You can fight them off with mops and ant spray. Come on, Acme boy. Hustle, hefty. Earn your ride out of here. They'll eat everything on you but your inhaler. Okay, we need first aid stuff, bug repellent, beer. This is Pennsylvania. We don't sell beer in grocery stores. What? You're kidding. I know. Everybody says that. Gotta go to a bar or something. Crap. No whiskey? State liquor store, man. I know. It's so inconvenient. Shelly, help the boys load up. Take another car. With that many of them out there, I don't think those front windows will hold up much longer. My God. It's like the whole town's out there. Focus, man. Listen, we got eight hours to get to the compound before they lock us out. It's a six-hour drive on a good day, so we gotta hustle. You wanna take the girl? What, to the compound? Think she'd go if I asked her? Uh, you have a rifle. All you gotta do is point it, and the question mark becomes an explanation point. Exclamation point. What? Ever! Here you go, boys. I have some big thick steaks up here packed in ice if you want them. Bottled water right here. You're really helpful, old man. You see that? Kept his cool even after I yelled at him. You can't get that from a Wally Mart, you know? They treat you like they're doing you a favor. Hell, I like this small town. We might come back through antiquing when this is all over. Yeah, there was a nice shop up the road. We picked out a nice Amish end table and a rocking chair. Only costs us two bullets and ten minutes off our travel time. Yeah, great bargain. Anyway, we'll be on our way then. Thanks, kids, for helping with the load-up. You said you'd take us with you. Yeah, we did. We lied. Really sorry about that. Fine. We'll take care of ourselves. Please, just go. Can I just uh, take the girl? What? It was your idea, man. I guess we can. I mean, I really didn't think they'd hustle. That's another thing you don't get in the big chain stores. Look at how well they packed that stuff. Great job, guys. Okay. We got a problem. What's that? We backed the truck through the window up to the cab. We got out and came through the door. Oh, 
There weren't that many dead heads out there then, with all the stuff in the truck bed. You know, I told you we sucked at this whole thing. Old man! The name's Augie. Isn't that adorable? Nice to meet you, Augie. We have a problem. Your problem's my problem. You see that? Oh, man, this is just... Wow. That's what the world needs, man. More... Ed. Okay, hotshot. Drop the rifle, please. Let's keep it cool and simple. Boys, did you collect the rifles? You shot Ed. Yeah. Now, boys, you take Shelly here into the stock room. The delivery van is on the loading dock. Keys are in my office. Raise the gate and go into the van through the back. I'll be with you presently, and we'll head on up to HG World. Can... Can I go with you? Well, sir, that depends. Will you be putting today's purchase on your August market shopping card? Well, you realize, if you shoot me, your scattergun will break that window behind me. Probably. So I should just walk the barrel right up to your chest, like this. So, how does this end, Augie? The kids are waiting for you back there, and that window ain't gonna hold up forever. You know something, friend? I'm 72 years old. I've lived a clean life, went to church every Sunday, lost my wife to a heart attack while I was busy here stocking shells. Really sorry about that, Augie. I'm a Pisces and I never married. I dropped out of the Rhode Island School of Design in 1997 to become an insurance salesman. My dream is to survive the next three minutes. Now that we know one another, do you want to kiss, dance, or get the fuck out of Dodge? What is it, old man? What's the problem? Nothing in the procedures manual about shooting looters? Get off me! Oh! Men ready? Yeah. They've even given themselves a name. The Suicide Squad. It did not go unnoticed that they were all infected. And they agreed to go? One asked if we wouldn't mind writing his mother, but the rest seemed to understand well enough. Glad to go out on their feet rather than the way. I should talk to them. No. I think another one of your William Wallace speeches might be too much right now. They're good soldiers. They'll do their job. When's the last time you slept, Mr. Grant? 1996. I hear that. We've got to do something, Mr. Grant. We can't just walk away from this. What do you suggest? I don't know. No even a marker to say what they did. No memorial. Not even a bloody bagpipe playing. We don't have time or talent to bury them all, sir. I recommend incendiary ordinance. The place can't be used as a shelter anymore. Burn it down? That's your suggestion? It's the way my ancestors did it. Oh, they'd float me out to sea in a canoe made of kindling and fire a flaming arrow into my chest, but that's about it. We don't have time for that either, so rather than risk survivors becoming sick or attracting more eaters, I'd say... I make it so. Very good, sir. Did we do the right thing, Grant? We did the only thing. Only God knows if it was right. You know what? I've never been to Vegas. 
It's always been like a place of mystery and adventure and fat cat rat pack cool. I doubt it's that way now, sir. It probably looks more like it did in the stand than Ocean's Eleven. You read that one, did you? What say instead of heading into hiding, we go out in a blaze of glory, eh? We strap on our biggest guns, smear on the warping and tear us across this country like a real honest-to-god army. None of this peacekeeping nonsense ushering fat guys into trucks or pulling crushed trucks off the highway. Let's burn a path across the Midwest and whoever survives to reach Vegas gets their own casino, right? Look, sir, men are looking to you to make this right. You didn't ask for this assignment. You literally fell out of the sky into it, but it's yours. These men out here thought they had a better shot out there, they'd go. And these are people who come from lands where things are bad on a daily basis. You know who ran away? Canadians. French. These men here have nowhere else to go and they need you to get them somewhere safe. The men up there on point, the ones already infected, they know they got nothing to lose. So for them to stand there and count down the few remaining hours of their lives waiting for you to make a decision means that you better man up, compadre, and make those final hours worth something. Practice that a bit, did ya? If you make me crack a smile, I'll break one of your testicles off, sir. It is right north, you say. H.G. World. What the hell kind of name is that? We head to this place and find out what's what. If it sucks, plan B. Shots and craps at Ships Resort at Casino. Fair enough. And? As if I would allow you to out-soliloquy me. Allow me to just say this. Oh, Lord. For now sits expectation in the air. And hides a sword from Hilton to the point. With crowns imperial, crowns and coronets. Promised to McKinney's and his band of barking mad peacekeepers. Barking mad? Aye. Barking! With the jaws of Cerebus and teeth of steel, the bite of a Scottish rain and the breath of Dean Martin. Gentlemen, to all of you, even those who can understand a godforsaken word I'm shouting, I hear thee pledge. I will make each hour of each day until the end of your days worth fighting. Because while each of us comes from somewhere different, and we each have a dream as different as the size of our eyes, we are all married into that holiest of unions, bound by that uniquely human quality of being fucked up the arse by our betters, and then shoved to the curb with nothing more than a fiver and a bus pass. We are so well and truly fucked that one day your children will look upon you not with the faces of our fathers, but of the generals and bureaucrats who cocked up our lives and put us here today. We owe it to these brave men and women behind us to fight on, break the head of our oppressors, mash their brains into pudding and make jewellery of their nutty bits. So too, we leave behind our dead this day and wonder when we might join them. But I tell you all, stay alert, stay mad, and keep barking. Keep barking. I'll never fuck with the Jedi Master again, sir.
Are you there, God? It's me, Ronnie. My mom once told me that she was surprised I knew what a diary was simply because I'd grown up with LiveJournal and Blogger, like I never read Anne Frank or anything. Sure, I could update my mood, my status, keep the entire world enthralled by my activities, but with everything online in 404 error hell, I'm guessing this is what keeping a diary was like. Writing without an audience, without hope of some virtual hug or someone across the world to tell you it would be all right. I can only write how I feel. How do I feel? Frankly, I feel queasy. Hicks has been gone for more than a day. I haven't been able to reach him by radio in several hours. He left me behind because he knew I was too weak to travel, but he promised he'd be back by now. Food poisoning sucks. We had to throw out a lot of stuff we thought was still good. And then last night, some coons got into the cave through the supply door and spoiled most of what we had left. Yesterday, I ate something my body vetoed. He didn't want to leave me, but we really didn't have a choice. Hicks went to resupply. Lucky for all concerned parties, Hicks fixed and cleaned the washroom toilet. I asked him how, but he just shuddered and said I didn't want to know. All I know is that he went outside for a while, and I heard banging tools and then a scream of, Oh my God, that is just wrong, over and over. When I finally managed to get up and around, I was hungry enough to eat the MREs he found in Ike's truck. But guess what? The stupid dork left me a case of canned Piscettios. I don't even know where he got them. When I was sick, my mom used to heat up a can of this stuff when I started feeling better. He's a sick puppy, but he's taking good care of me. I made it up to our little makeshift patio. The sky is still a sick-looking gray, and it's a little chilly, and the air smells like ash. But man, it beats the sick stink inside the place. So here I am with my laptop, a thick blanket, a bottle of water, and a big bowl of mosquitoes. You know, all things considered, life is good. I think I even hear the truck in the distance. Veronica Jelani. Ronnie, are, are you up there? Oh shit, I didn't bring up a gun. Who are you? Stay where you are and I won't blow your effing face off. Don't shoot, I'm unarmed. You smashed our gate. I didn't have a key and... Listen, my name is Pasha Dawkins and Hicks is hurt. I need to bring him inside. Hicks? Hicks? H.G. World, Walk in Their Masquerade, featured Keith R.A. DeCandido as Todd Rage, Scott Wentworth as Keith, Dustin Shanafelter as David and Pimples, Lance Schoenberg as Krantz, D.T. Kelly as Jebediah, Michael L. Stokes as Jack and Captain Grant, Glenn Bartram as Harris, Michael Meinberg as CDC Man, Rebecca Rhinus as Ronnie, Ryan Smith as Hicks, Ayub Cody as McInnes. Lee Sands as Dogberry, Dayton Ward and Scott Wentworth as the Robbers, Shane Harris as Augie, Roy Winger as Hefty, Cheryl Malcolm as Shelley, Stacy Dukes as Gray, and Mark Zaracor as Reverend Dawkins. The episode was written and directed by Jay Smith, engineered by Michael Stokes. HG World is produced by Jay Smith and Michael L. Stokes, with production assistance by Martha Limbo Terrar and Carol Stokes. 
Production logo and additional art by Adriana Lindo Terrar. This show was edited with Magic's Music Maker with some sound effects from freesound.org. For a full list of Freesound contributors, please visit us at www.goodmorningsurvivors.com. Jonathan Colton appears courtesy of the Creative Commons license. Visit jonathancolton.com for music downloads and concert information. HG World is a production of 3015 North Studios. www.goodmorningsurvivors.com